Welcome to another episode of the CC Podcast Conversations, where inspiring Christians share their faith-filled stories. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. This helps push our content to a broader audience. Are you new to listening? Check out our other podcasts. First, the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions, where we're walking through the Bible, focusing on short clips of Scripture. Second is the CC Broadcast, where our weekly radio programming is archived. These podcasts are available wherever you're listening or at christiancrusaders.org. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Here's our host, Matt Reister, the Executive Director of Christian Crusaders. Hey, everybody. Matt Reister here with the CC Podcast Conversations in the studio with Andrew. How are we doing, Andrew? Good, Matt. How are you? Good. I just am recovering from the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. It was... Uh, Recover fast because we're leaving on in three days crazy. for the next thing. I get sick after the Bible Conference every year. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you run yourself ragged. And um, I, my wife says I have a weak immune system, which is not a compliment. But well, I think it's more... You're you're there. You're burning the candle at both... You're not even burning the candle at both ends. You're just taking the candle, throwing it in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> We had seven or eight great interviews, and we're in the process of getting them up. This first mm-hmm. one we want to talk about is H.B. Charles. Yeah. He was kind of one of our marquee speakers this year, H.B. Charles Jr. His dad was a preacher, and he's got a church, Shiloh Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. He's hard to get. We've been trying to get him to the Bible conference for a few years, mm-hmm. and we finally got him this year. And I mean, he was in and out in 20 hours. Yeah. He did two sessions. He was phenomenal. He did two sessions on prayer, which were just very good little two-part series mm-hmm. on prayer. And I asked him if I could grab him for a few minutes for a podcast interview. He kind of looked at me like, I mean, what What do you want to talk to me about? And yeah. he was on his way to the airport, so I jumped in the car that he was riding in. I was... <laughs> sitting in the driver's seat, and he was in the passenger seat, and we just talked for about 10 minutes. And even in the 10 minutes, you could feel kind of, by the end of it, we were kind of clicking. Yeah, I agree. Well, and he, he even said, um, he said something about uh, that that now that he's familiar with the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, it's an event that he wants to, to be a part of more in the future. So um, it, it seemed like he, he clicked with the event as a whole, too. But, yeah, I agree, you and him. Uh, it, it, for what kind of a short interview it was, uh, it's, it's, it's got good, good stuff. And I think if somebody's a preacher or a pastor, this is just a quick little uh, interview that there's a lot of great nuggets. And I asked him about the condition of preaching today. Mm-hmm. I asked him, how do you stay faithful to your call as a preacher in the midst of all these issues that are surrounding us in the culture yeah. without being deaf to those issues, but also yep. without given them you know front and center yeah i loved his responses to that too um i won't spoil them right now just because you've got to listen to the interview but um he he had some some really good responses really solid biblical uh responses to those questions and and i absolutely loved it it was was really good to hear solid solid bible preacher and he's already kind of a big deal now but i think in the next 10 20 years you're going to see hb charles yeah be like a tony evans type yep who is uh so one of the main standard bearers in preaching. So enjoy the interview with H.B. Charles. All right, everybody, this is Matt Reister with the CC Podcast Conversations. I'm blessed to have a few brief minutes with Reverend Dr. H.B. Charles. Is that the title you like? 
I'm just HB. That's fine. Just HB. You've blessed us with two great messages on prayer at the 101st Cedar Falls Bible Conference. And we'll put links to those messages in the show notes of this interview. Uh, but being a preacher, one of the premier preachers in our country, in the world at this time, I'm just curious, what's your, where are you at on the status of preaching today? You talk to a lot of preachers. You probably study it. You're aware of what's going on and preaching more than most. Just off the cuff, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, um, there's much to be encouraged by and some to be discouraged by. So there, there is quite a bit of bad preaching. And men who, maybe my big burden right now is that um, there are a lot of men who seem to be letting go of their Bibles and holding on to worldly philosophies and giving those more authority than the sacred scriptures. But that's the regular reality that Paul warns about in Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. I am encouraged, though. I'm also bumping into a lot of young men who are students of expositional preaching, who believe the exclusivity of Christ, the power of the gospel, and the uh, sufficiency of the word. So I'm, there is some reason to be discouraged, but a lot more reason to be encouraged. And as you were talking today about the, you were talking about prayer, the widow, we were in Luke 18, uh, the importance of getting our doctrine right about who God is. He's only good all the time, even when things are terrible. Mm -hmm. That's a truth that has escaped a lot of Christians. And some of that I, I would lay at the feet of preaching. Like we're not talking about these core things so that our understanding of God doesn't flow into our daily practice. Yeah, I would lay some of it at the feet of the pulpit, but I would also lay a chunk of it at the feet of the uh, the pew. Mm -hmm. Second Timothy chapter four, verses three and four warns that there's going to come a time when they, the people in the pew, will not endure sound doctrine. Mm -hmm. And they'll heap up for themselves teachers having itching ears who will tickle their fancy. Um, In a real sense, Paul says that um, false teachers uh, wouldn't be able to survive if people in the pew didn't give them a platform. Mm -hmm. And so there are many faithful preachers, but there are a lot of ear tickling going on by people who want Aaron to make them a golden calf. Mm -hmm. And yet the job of the preacher is to preach the word in season and out of season. You reference your dad often in your preaching. What role did your dad, and you even mentioned your mom as the director of music in your church growing up, what role did he play in helping you be a biblicist in your preaching? Yeah, my my dad was, if I could just summarize, he was a Bible man, he was a Jesus man, and he was a gospel man. Hmm. So he believed the scriptures without question. He he was really at heart an evangelist where a lot of his preaching uh, over the years was evangelistic. My dad's historical hero is my historical hero, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. So there was an evangelistic fervor in his preaching and he sought to exalt Jesus, to make much of Jesus. And I don't think that goes out of style. We need more guys who are Bible men, Jesus men, gospel men. It's awesome that the two ministries that are represented here, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference and then Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry are 
wanting to pursue exactly those focuses. Um, we've lived in a, I mean, not a, not the last few years. I mean, you had COVID. Uh, we've had a lot of racial tension, and it's not like this is all new, but it seems like it's been especially highlighted the last few years. And without asking you to get controversial or wade into any issues, you know, we've got a Supreme Court now that just overturned Roe v. Wade. There's uh, gay marriage was on the ballot, you know, for the last several years. How does a preacher who's committed to being a Bible man, a Jesus man, and a gospel man lead in a way that isn't deaf to all that, blocking it all out, but also doesn't chase every rabbit that could be chased in terms of issues from the pulpit or leading their congregation? Yeah, I would, without being redundant, go again to 2 Timothy 4.2 that says, preach the word. Hmm. And the critical need for the hour is the truth, the wisdom, the authority of God's word. We're to preach the word, but he also says in that same verse, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And so really the pastoral job is not to be political commentary, guys, is not to be uh, cultural ambulance chaser, chasers whose pulpit is following behind whatever the news of the week is. Mm. People need news from another network. Mm. Uh, they come to church already knowing what CNN and Fox News and MSNBC says. They need news from another network. And it's our job to be heralds of the king to help us shape in our people a biblical worldview mm. so that they might apply the truth to the realities of the world that we live in. I am not saying that's an ostrich way of preaching where we put our heads in the sand and ignore the realities but we must make sure that we do not compromise the centrality of the word of God and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. I really do think the problem, the problem, you know, is that we we're putting money, race and politics ahead of Jesus. Hmm. And the only solution for that is just Jesus. Hmm. Um, I'm just curious, like what's the what's. H.B. Charles' schedule look like? You've been here for like 24 hours, 36 hours, in and out, insertion, out. You're going back home to preach Sunday. You got stuff next week. Uh, like, this is crazy, right? Yeah, so um, I don't know if I'm any busier than any other pastor. I'm, I'm married with children, and I have a local church. I am blessed to do some itinerant ministry, and uh, I do it um, – around my schedule so that I'm regularly in my pulpit and I'm grateful for the privilege. This has been a, I'm embarrassed to say at this point that this conference was new to me and I'm just, I wish I would have known about it sooner and grateful for just my brief experience. And so I do count it a privilege to uh, have opportunities outside of my local church to build up the saints. I'm always eager to be an encouragement to other pastors and preachers. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, they say pastors, the church has a pastor that's either a war horse or a show horse. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I'm pretty much a war horse and, and uh, excited. I want to die with my boots on preaching the gospel. Well, I can guarantee you, we, the, the Lord is blessing this conference. I've been doing this director for five years. We've been around for 101 years and we're on an upward trajectory, more kids than we have ever had. People 
this week, and you've just been here for a little bit, so I don't know if you've gotten a taste of this or not, but people are so hungry for exactly what you said. Uh, the Bible, Jesus, the gospel, they're sick of all the other garbage going on. That's They're get Christian leaders and pastors and churches and denominations and seminaries are getting sucked into. And uh, so we see the future of this place looking really, really bright. And I can guarantee you, you're going to get another invitation sometime. Uh, I've, I've had about three people just in about 10 minutes be like, uh, invite him back. <laughs> and uh, so we'll do that. And in doing that, I will reach out to your assistant, <laughs> Tywana Williams, who shout out to this woman. I've only been doing this for five years. The greatest most meticulous executive assistant I've worked with. What do you What do you feed this woman, or what, what's in the water she drinks? I'm going to share your encouragement with her because she has only been doing this for a few months. She's fen- she's phenomenal, and she has been a great blessing to me. And uh, she she helps me focus on prayer and the ministry of the word by covering a lot of other details for me, and um, I'm grateful for it. She keeps referring to me as Pastor Reister. I know Pastor. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a director of a conference. <laughs> Good deal. Hey, man. Hey, uh, H.B. Charles, thank you so much for your time, not only in this interview, but coming here to Iowa to preach in uh, God's richest blessings to you. Thank you, brother. May the Lord's blessings be on the conference. All the best. The CC Podcast Conversations is part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, started in 1936 and is one of America's longest-running radio ministries. We are 100% donor-funded, and donations to our ministry are tax-deductible. So if you are encouraged, challenged, or inspired by today's conversation, please consider making a donation on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or mail a check to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. In addition to our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the front of this episode, I want to mention two of our other ministry partners worth checking out. First, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, equipping believers with the truth of God's Word since 1922. Visit cedarfallsbibleconference.com for free access to previous conference content or for more information about upcoming events. Second is Power to Change Digital Strategies, an online ministry partnering volunteer Christian mentors with people around the world searching the internet for answers. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online conversation with a caring Christian adult, go to issuesiface.com. Or if you would like to be a volunteer Christian mentor, please visit p2cdigital.com. That's the letter P, the number two, and the letter C, digital.com. See our episode notes for details and links, and remember to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. God's richest blessings to you, and thanks again for listening.